0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and podcast on Steelers.com. So much to still get into here on this episode of the Steelers Standard. The Unfortunately. Run, run defense abysmal for the Steelers. TJ Watt gets injured again. Zero sacks. The second, for the second time second this time season. This they still lead the league in sacks. Probably not after this. Not after weekend. Sunday. But they're still right towards the top of the league as far as that's concerned. But yeah,
1: you're not going to drop 10 spots. Still,
0: zero sacks for a second game this year. That ain't Pittsburgh Steelers football. All of that to come here on this episode with Jacob Brecht and Tom Opperman. But we got to start with Mr. Chase Claypool, number 11 on the offensive side of the ball. Do we
1: really have We got to gotta
0: start. We got to talk about him. You don't know where to go with this guy anymore messages aren't getting through to him. Mike Tomlin benched him after the unsportsmanlike penalty happened at the beginning of the game against the Vikings. You saw him come over to the sidelines. Tomlin put his arm around his head, had some words with the young man, and put him on the bench for the next couple of plays he got himself back onto the field it initially seemed like hey this might have worked he made some really nice catches in that game some big time catches he was their leading yard getter for receivers
1: other than the penalties his biggest criticism this year has been his inability to make those combat catches, and he made me so the, so good at in his rookie year maybe the best one of the season Oh, uh, i couldn't believe billy hillgrove couldn't believe it
0: and he got a pi on it too mm-hmm. so it was pi and he still made the catch
1: and that call that bill hillgrove made he never even made the comment about what had happened. He, he was just in disbelief. Couldn't believe what had happened. I mean, yeah, you watch that replay, and the defender was draped all over him. And you had, if you were listening to Billy, you would have had no idea that it was like a 34, 35, 40-yard reception just because of how good of a play it was. People were in awe.
0: Well, that didn't last long. No, it, it did not. Because then he makes another big play, gets a first down when the Steelers are trying to get in the end zone to have a shot at a two-point conversion to tie the game late against the Vikings. Big first down on a slant route. So he gets up, right, and he runs right to the hash and puts the ball down for the ref and, and lines up because that's what you've been trained to do. I mean, that's what you do when you're a peewee kid and you're running the two-minute drill trying to get in the end zone, right? That's exactly what happened, right? Oh, no. It's... First down, Chase Claypool. Give me the double finger point down the middle of the field the ball for
1: as long as I want. And
0: Shannon Sharp had a good line on Undisputed, too. He's like, he looked at Skip, and he was like, first down, baby. And he was like, oh, Skip, and I'm holding that thing, baby. He's like, I'm not just doing it quickly. I'm holding that thing and posing a little bit. Trey Turner comes over like a madman, um, tries to grab the ball from Chase Claypool's hand in their, you know, scrum. Kendricks from the Vikings, if you actually watch it, grabs the ball and throws, throws it behind, behind his himself. back. Veteran move right there when you see of t- two guys are fighting from the same team over the ball. I'm just going to grab this and throw it over there. Veteran move from one of the better players on that Vikings defense. But people – and then Chase Claypool, they line it up. They get the ball to the ref. About 14 seconds evaporates from the clock when you need every single second Absolutely. possible. They spike the ball and Claypool immediately goes nuclear on Trey Turner and just starts yelling at him for whatever reason. And then after the game, you hear his post-game press conference. Well, you know, I was getting up and looking for the ref and the ref wasn't there in time, blames the ref. And then, you know, uh, ball got knocked out of my hands uh, by someone, blames Trey Turner. It's never this guy's fault. And that's- He never makes
1: a comment about his actions. It's the easiest press
0: conference ever. I can't pose like that. I'm an idiot. I, I need to be aware. better. I, 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 I. It's all I, and there was no accountability there. And that's what's so upsetting, and his tone of voice just made me so turned off, too. It's just this guy has no sense of consequence. He he, he will not lose a single ounce of sleep tonight because of this game, where I don't know if Pat Fryermuth has fallen asleep yet, and he didn't even I, do anything no, wrong. I don't
1: think, no, I don't think Chase Claypool has, since that game, Thought about it, it once. Given any extra thought, and Pat Fryer was sitting the in a
0: dark room, just crying constantly.
1: Ben Ben said in his post game press conference, "It's going to ride him hard. He he is not looking okay right now."
0: Well, and here's the thing, Pat, could you have made that catch? Absolutely. It was a really good play from Harrison Smith. Are we though, not, too, are we going
1: to knock you for not? No, it? no, absolutely not. No,
0: I, I think Madden actually put it best. That's a play where the offensive player expects you to make the catch, and that's a play where the defensive team expects you to knock the ball out. Like. Both guys were supposed to do the play there. Who's going to come out on top? It was the all-pro safety Harrison Smith at this kind of time. So, of course, I'm not going to blame you, Pat, but that's how I want to see my players take that loss. Of course. I want him to be distraught for this entire 10-game. Like He's got to sit there and stew all weekend now thinking what could have been, and I like that out of young players. That's going to grow them into being better players. Claypool, on the other hand is just so tone deaf at all of this stuff
1: you think if there was music playing during practice yeah week, he, he would have made that he would ran
0: have... right to the hash and yeah. put the ball ball down he needs to be benched and i mean for a full game no helmet no chance of getting getting in i know they need help on the wide receiver room with juju being injured there's no depth there at all but it's there is nothing I mean, that's – nothing's was, getting through to him.
1: It wasn't just the fact that Mike Tomlin benched him. Mike Tomlin went with Ray Ray McLeod when Chase Claypool was on the sideline.
0: Ray like Ray that. McLeod, James Washington got my play. I, what I'm
1: saying is it wasn't that Ray Ray was out there in place of Claypool and he never saw the ball come in his direction. He had about four or five receptions during that time.
0: He actually played well, I thought.
1: I think, I think he did too, but, you know – All the receivers
0: played well except for Claypool's antics. Like –
1: even Claypool played well. That's
0: what I mean. Production wise, they all the played well. He was supposed to make. All of them. Deontay had a good game. He had seventy yards receiving. Washington had the touchdown. Ray Ray had some big catches. And Claypool had the big catches, like you said.
1: But but like to get to get it to hit home for Chase Claypool, the Seals didn't need to throw the ball to Ray Ray McLeod on on five of the passes that Chase wasn't out there for. They had got I mean, like you said, the combat touchdown catch that James Washington made, incredible catch. We know how talented Deontay can be. You have Najee Harris. You have Pat with. They decided to go to Ray Ray for a reason. This is the guy who's replacing you right now. Chase, do you see what's happening? I know. And, and I, don't think he, I don't think he even was paying attention but to But that's the, the
0: point, Jacob. He doesn't see what's happening, and that's why no, you have course. to take no, the helmet of course. away. That's the, it,
1: that's the issue. He was probably sitting on the bench just twiddling his thumbs, looking up at the big screen, just waiting.
0: There has to be a fear there that he won't get back in the game, and I think in that – punk's brain and I'm going to call him a punk because he's acting like you're not the first
1: guy in Pittsburgh to call him a punk this week well
0: in his brain he's probably sitting like they're not going to keep me on the sidelines forever I'm going to be in in about two series max I'll be back out there they need me I'm Chase Claypool I'm the big dog they need me out there you can't act like you need to have the fear of God in him that he will never see the field again but I can just tell that, like you said, he's not worried about Ray Ray doing well. He's not worried about getting Wally pipped. He's just, I know I'm getting back in this game at some point, so I don't really care. And that's why you have to take the helmet away in the next game. Because he there's no other message that's going to get across. I don't even know if that's going to get across. Maybe he'll just like being in the, the press box where he can TikTok and look at his social media all game long and eat Skittles and have a grand old time. Maybe that's what he'd rather do. But it's that's the only option you have left right now the only one
1: will i be scrutinized for making this comparison yes juju was a distraction last year that at least when he was playing and getting the ball juju would have never celebrated on that play he would have been right to the hash mark i don't know if there's anyone more polarizing <laughs> off the field and uh, well, antonio brown of course but recently in, in the steelers since the ab era has ended more polarizing with the off the field unnecessary off the field distractions, but production on the field is just so great every time he's out there, so determined, so focused. You said, you said so yourself just now. Uh, I don't really give a crap what what Ray Ray's is doing out there. Juju, every single time a touchdown is scored on offense, the first guy to go and celebrate with whoever scored the ball, whoever scored that that pl- on that play is Juju. He's not sulking away and saying. Why don't I get that? You know, I I can easily see. I mean, we saw that happen with A.B. We've seen it in moments happen with Chase Claypool. And now it's kind of come to a head with the penalties, just stupid penalties, unnecessary, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct and complete lack of awareness in the absolute moment when it matters.
0: He does not want to play football. He wants to make catches. He wants to be a wide receiver. He wants the highlight reel. He wants the fame. He doesn't want to be a football player. He
1: wants the sponsorships. He wants the TV time. Case in
0: point, early in the game, it's third and one for the Steelers. They go a little – they bring things in tight. Chase Claypool's right next to the lineman. It's a tight package. They're going to run the football. Xavier Woods from the Vikings, defensive back, comes in from the edge. That's Chase Claypool's man. Chase Claypool knows it's a man, and I know Chase Claypool knows it's a man because he whiffs on a block as Woods is already three yards past him. He still tries to throw the arms out there to try to feign like, oh, no, I tried something. Completely misses the block. Woods is in Najee's face before he can even get the football. Boom. Najee tries to do the thing where he breaks eight tackles in the backfield and gains a yard. Couldn't do it that time. Steelers have to turn the ball over via a punt. You were known at Notre Dame as a special teams Tasmanian devil and a really, really strong pass-blocking wide receiver. What the freak happened? You don't want to play football anymore, dude. You don't want to do all of the stuff that's necessary, the blocking, the dirty things. You don't want to do it. You just want You just want yours. Again. You just want to catch the ball. I'll say
1: it again. Juju Smith-Schuster oh, he makes that block ten times, a out billion of 10 times out of him and billion. he's
0: licking his chops. Like he like like that's he's a, like,
1: oh, I, I get this guy now. Oh, I, I see you coming. Oh, we're calling you, this. You, you want to come at me?
0: We're calling this play. I like this play. Mm-hmm. Woods is about to get lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that old school uh, NFL tonight. Woods just got jacked up by Juju, and that's an easy first down with him leading the way. But with Claypool, it's just the Ola block, and throws the hands up to make it look like, hey, I tried. But you just got absolutely whooped, and that's being selfish. That's being selfish 100%. Because you don't want to take a big hit, and you don't want to absorb contact for your teammate to gain a couple yards.
1: For the sake of, of, of list-making, let's do it. The, the, the missed block, the unsportsmanlike conduct, and the pose on, on the first down. Which, to you, was the most frustrating? The pose on the first down. I think so, too. Because that wasted so much time.
0: Jacob, I think that they have, one, for sure— after the fire moves
1: drop, you still have one more play.
0: For sure, I think you could have two. I really think there's a Depending chance you could have two. Depending on how much time two. you saved
1: on on Claypool. And
0: you know what was another dumb play that's kind of getting overshadowed is the slant over the middle to Deontay Johnson and
1: and he's and he he gains what like four yards, but he's he's going sideline in to side the middle line. of the
0: field when he catches he, the he ball. He
1: covered he covered about twenty yards in that play, but he gained about. If three. he goes down,
0: it's over. And he does yeoman's work and makes it out of bounds somehow. I think that was the play right after Chase Claypool's, after they clocked it after Chase Claypool's so play. Did. He gets out. Of, he run like you said. He catches it on only four yards down the field, but he runs about thirty yards just to get to the sideline. And he makes a couple guys miss. And that's the ball game if he goes I, out and – I
1: couldn't believe that's a
0: dumb that play. You couldn't. Th- you can't throw the ball there.
1: I couldn't believe that he got out of bounds. That's that, a play that not just only Deontay can make. That's makes, so that's under. A play where Deontay makes like once in his life, if only because. I think that's all of Minnesota. That's so underrated, yeah. How, how did Minnesota not bring him down? I
0: don't know, but I, I'm so glad that Deontay was able to get out of balance because I think he would have been drawing— well, it's really not his fault. Ben shouldn't have thrown him the no, ball No, Ben should there, not have but... thrown
1: him the ball, but the it's the wherewithal by Deontay to know if I go down here, the game is over. But really, the the lack of tackling effort by Minnesota. You know if you get him down, the game is over.
0: But what's nice to see is, hey, one of my receivers— Has game awareness.
1: Knows what's going on.
0: And catches it and goes, oh my god, I have to get all the way to the sideline right now. He does it. Chase Claypool probably catches that ball. Does the worm three times in the middle of the field. First down. And then the ref comes in. That's the ball game. Final whistle. So, like you got one receiver in Deontay who has been nothing but a workhorse. He's he's put his head down, and he's tried to get better every week, and he's developed into what I think is the number one receiver for the Steelers. Have that kind of game awareness and that kind of effort to get out of bounds. And then you got another guy who doesn't even need to make that kind of an effort. He literally just needs to throw the ball at a ref or jog and place it on a hash. Mm. And instead, it's first down, baby. First down, moving the sticks. Number 11, I'm the man. To put a final word to it bench him take his helmet away I don't care if you don't have the depth I don't care if you have to play Anthony Miller for a lot of snaps it's too much now you you are letting a cancer erode your locker room again and grow
1: you need to nip it in the bud ASAP we we sat here last week after the Ravens game and saying anyone who wants to say ever that Mike Tomlin has lost his hold on the locker room blasphemous You, you you can't say that about this guy because that team the, the, the lack of production you had gotten out of that team for the three weeks prior does not go out there and win that game against Baltimore if he doesn't have a grasp on the, on the locker room. I think he still does. It's just unfortunate Chase Claypool cannot be reached. I, I think don't, it's a singular case. I
0: really don't think it's a Tomlin problem where he doesn't have the locker room or he's not saying the right things. No,
1: I, I agree. I think it's just a singular case. Chase Claypool cannot be championed.
0: Even if it's not singular, there's a group they just don't listen these kids on this team are just not listening. They're not listening to veteran leadership. They're not listening to coaching.
1: Well, okay, so
0: it becomes to the, the extreme now, where you got to take a helmet away. An easy, and transition. I wish you could hit him with contact, con, hit him with conduct detrimental to the team, and take a paycheck away from him. But I don't think you can have any grounds to do that right now.
1: A, a good transition is the interception, the first Akilah Witherspoon interception that was celebrated in the end zone. Now, a lot of people. Were quick to judge on the Steelers for celebrating but you go back Tom go look at that photo go see who's in that photo do you know who it is to kill a Killer witherspoon Trey mm-hmm. Norwood it's Arthur Millette. it's um, I'm blanking on other guys names but I'm not saying it's TJ Watt I'm not saying it's Alex Highsmith it's not Devin Bush it's not Joe Schobert. <laughs> it's not Cam. it's certainly not Cam Hayward it's not even Chris Wormley it's not it's not any of the veteran guys It was all – do you know who the veteran was in that photo, Tom? Who? Terrell Edmonds. Hmm. What was Terrell Edmonds doing? What were they
0: all doing in that photo? What were they all
1: doing? But Terrell Edmonds, you've been in the league for a long time now. You're not one of these guys who was just a French starter only getting starting rest because of the injuries. There was no Cam Sutton. There was no James Pierre. It was just the very, very young guys, and for some reason, Terrell Edmonds.
0: No, Yeah, and that's a good transition point to the defense because – two big picks by witherspoon in this game kind of a coming out party for him he had a good game last week against the ravens having to step in and then he has these two big picks having to play in this game and he's been kind of pushing himself towards that number three defensive back i'll be the guy whenever somebody's injured and then to do that boneheaded interception celebration play it's just more tone deafness it's just more tone deafness from this Mm -hmm. team and it's a bad look. I mean, nationally, you're getting roasted. I mean, I Twitter—that's
1: that's a nationally televised game.
0: Twitter is literally just doing the screenshot of you celebrating with the score bug underneath, and it just looks awful. And, yeah, and, it was pathetic. And you have to—you have to have a little bit more awareness of what's going on. Time, circumstance, score. Like, if you're down by one, you can run laps around the stadium for all I care. Like, if it's a one-score game, if you're winning, like. You can go absolutely bananas, but not when you're down by multiple touchdowns. If
1: if if Cam Sutton makes it somehow doesn't fall down, makes a combat interception on um, KJ Osborne on Osborne, go ahead and celebrate because that means the the tide has fully turned. Yeah, you have
0: all the momentum at that point. Of course, that Witherspoon pick was the start of everything, though. You can't. At the very start of it you all. You had no idea what no, momentum. You no. had no
1: momentum. It was just you scored a touchdown, and now you you only had seven points on the board, Tom. There was no momentum. It was just you had a lucky break there on that, on that interception.
0: Well, celebrations were not the biggest problem with the defense. It was that run defense again. Uh, they played really well against the Ravens, uh, but I really wonder how good the Ravens' rush offense is going to be down the stretch. I think guys like Murray and Freeman are going to start to hit a little veteran wall here because they're not—
1: well, right now, it's 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 mostly Devontae Freeman who's getting the load of it.
0: And Lamar's running too much, to be quite mm. honest with you. So I agree. I
1: think both of those backs are too old. They're going to start to this. fade yeah. now down the stretch. Especially Freeman because Freeman's, like I said, he's getting the majority of it right now. I don't think it's sustainable for a guy his age.
0: So then you fast forward to a game against Dalvin Cook, who was injured and not supposed to come back until December 20th, but Christmas miracle, I guess. He was back on December back. 9th. Yep. And he... Played phenomenally, but he really didn't have much, you know. Uh, there there wasn't, I mean. He didn't have to fight off any tackles. He could have, he been, he have, could to, have been
1: fighting through three injury signs. He could have driven trucks. He still, trucks would, have, he still holes. would have, what, he finished with 200 yards in a day? 205. He would have finished with like
0: 160 instead. He was. I think there was a stat at some point in the game that the Vikings running backs were averaging four yards before contact.
1: Oh, I, okay. Four well, yards yeah. before, contact. before contact. They were averaging as a team 10 yards per play at one point. It's of the absurd.
0: Four yards per contact is absurd. Like, not just four yards per carry. You don't get touched until you've run four yards. So the line was opening up holes that you could drive trucks through, and they have one of the best running backs in football to go along with that. So not only do you have lines that... Uh, a practice squad player could put up 100 yards on. You're giving that kind of room to operate to one of the most premier running backs in the NFL, who was running like a premier running back in the NFL in that game against the Steelers. I don't I know mean, why had do his the Vikings game
1: of his career. Why did they go
0: away from him at the, in the second half? I don't half? know. That is such a question mark. Like because every time the that's Steelers,
1: a Mike Zimmer, that's a typical Mike Zimmer.
0: Every right time the Steelers. Steelers scored and was like, now it's a two score game. Now it's a one score game. We were sitting there going. I would hand the ball to Dalvin Cook. Like what He was just having whatever he wanted in that game, and that's a problem that's probably going to plague the Steelers all year long. I mean, Montrevious Adams and Chris Wormley did Yeoman's work against the Ravens, but week in and week out, you're probably going to see more like what you saw against the Vikings than what you saw against the Ravens with these guys. I mean, I couldn't imagine if the Tennessee Titans were fully healthy next week and King Henry was coming in here to run the ball. So.
1: Oh, do you think Robert Spillane's having a good day against King Henry? Steelers catch a break year? this
0: week with the Titans not having their premier running back. But if the holes are being opened up like they were against the Vikings, it don't matter who the Titans have at running back. They're going to run for 100-plus yards.
1: They have like three, four guys as It's backups. a committee now Adrian for Peterson's, I think, in Seattle now. Yes. He He's somewhere else. But still, I mean, that's what they were doing. That's what they were going with. Adrian Peterson at age like 55.
0: They don't have a backup running back because – you don't need one with Derrick Henry, no. and he got hurt, and now they're in the trouble of well, we never had a backup running back because you don't need one with Derrick Henry. So, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. But again, if you let those holes open up like that, it, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. The defense had zero sacks against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Second time this year that's happened. The Bengals game in Week Three was the other time. What Te- was the,
1: what was the record up to? Like fifty-seven. Yeah, games, before that Bengals game, game, something absurd like that. And now um, you go two out of what ten.
0: Listen, I didn't think it would be zero sacks. I knew they'd have a lot of trouble getting pressure on Kirk. He gets the ball out quick, and the line is mm-hmm. much Good. improved for the Vikings. They only give up one point five sacks per game. That number went down a tick because of the zero sacks allowed to the Steelers. Um, even despite that, Kirk throws the two interceptions, so that was surprising to me. No, yeah, so, not, not much only, pressure, but he only still threw throwing what, picks. Three on the year. Yeah, so we almost there? matched his season total in one game. Uh, but TJ Watt coming out of the game again, I mean. What can you say about it, Tom? I can say he's probably not going to win Depoy because.
1: I don't know about that.
0: So if he would have stayed healthy throughout the rest of the season, I think it's a slam dunk.
1: Well, I heard it's only like a twinge, right? So yeah, he's he, should gonna, play, he's he could play against back the Titans. Against Tennessee.
0: But we've seen TJ play hurt, and it's not the same. The Packers game, I don't know the if Bengals be, second it's, game. I don't know
1: if it's going to be the same thing like we saw in Green Bay or Cincinnati where he's. Really, really hurt. If
0: he can come back in against Tennessee
1: and he plays the rest
0: of the season, gets sacks.
1: The unfortunate thing is that we said that before the Vikings game. That's two. what I mean.
0: I, I'm starting to bet on this being kind of an injury-prone year for T.J. But how
1: how do you not give him depoy when he's playing in so little and he's still leading the league in QB hits, force fum, uh, a strip sacks, sacks. I mean, you can't yeah, not give it to him. You before.
0: can though, because the argument is he's been off the field for a lot of these games. Right. He hasn't been how valuable for the is whole he?
1: year. It's defensive player of the year, not defensive player for Ten like games, 12 games. right? So
0: like that's the argument that they're going to have against it. He'll be the most... I mo- mean,
1: you can legitimately make the argument that Derrick Henry deserves offensive player of the year because he's still, I think, third in, in, in rushing yards on the season.
0: He's third in rushing. There's only one 1,000-yard rusher so far. It's Jonathan Taylor with 1,300 yards. And the other guy yards. that
1: passed him, I don't know who it was.
0: Who's in second? I think it's Joe it's Mixon. It's Joe Mixon, Yeah. Did it,
1: like just past him, like yeah.
0: last week. Yeah, it's Joe Mixon who's in second place, and he's only like a 20, 30 yards in front of him right now for third, right? Second so place.
1: You, there's an argument to be made that Derrick Henry was so good, you could still give it to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you're not but, going to because no, you're not. Of but I injuries. think the fact
1: that T.J. Watt has played significantly more football than Derrick Henry, and we don't know what T.J. Watt is going to do down the rest of the season, he's he's going to break the single season franchise record for sacks. Just right? needs one
0: more. He's, just, half. he's already he's yeah. Half. He's already got the record tied at 16 right now with James Harrison. So he just needs a half a sack to get it. He's going to get that. They need him to play against the Titans. They need him to play for the rest of the year. Again, him leaving this game now moves the record when TJ plays a full game. The Steelers are 6-2 and two. when he misses a game. Or has to leave a game early. They're 0-4-1 now. So you want to talk about value? That's value. Right.
1: Ben Roethlisberger made that point saying after the Ravens game, he's not just defensive player of the year. He needs to be in the conversation for MVP because that is value. 6-2 and two to
0: 0-4-1. Yeah, that's, that's value. That's value. And that's why they need him to come back against this Titans game because – I think that the Titans are a team that's trying to find their identity after losing their identity with Derrick Henry. And I think you can get a couple sacks on Ryan Tannehill in this game. And I think, and so I think too. you need to get pressure I think you on can, Tannehill. And can
1: you can force some turnovers too.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the way you gotta go about it and that's the way you gotta try to operate to win this football game against Tennessee, but I got to be honest with you, if TJ can't go, I don't know how confident I am in the defense being able to be up to par to stop the Titans in any game this year. I don't think I'd pick the Steelers. If TJ was out for the year, I think I'd pick the Steelers to lose out. Yep, I agree. And that's just the case of how valuable he is. So TJ's not going to help improve that run defense, though. I don't know what the hell they do with that. Uh, That is, I mean, you already went out to the street and picked up a guy named Montrevious Adams, and he worked for a week, but he's not working permanently. I, 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 it might be just too little too late for that, and I you just so. got too injured on the defensive line this year. I think that's what you chalk it up to. Too many injuries, Yeah, and Steph Tuitt just being up in the air, that killed you. I mean,
1: there's a very good possibility, Tom. We've been very low on Joe Sherbert and Devin Bush this year. If Stephon Tuitt or Tyson Alawallo, if just one of them are playing the whole year, Maybe Maybe the criticisms aren't so harsh.
0: Maybe things do look a little different. That's going to do it for this episode of Steeler Standard. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we will talk to you guys next time.